You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network. Another episode of Horror Vein. I'm Robert Massetti. <laughs> it worked out great. I love it. <laughs> We're work- working as a team now. I love that. I'm Robert Massetti. I love that. That's great. We'll just we'll just do the whole podcast just like that. <laughs> We're a team, bro. We're a team. So uh, before we get into everything, I just want to get this, uh, your opinion on what's happening right now. Um, There's a lot of talk right now about uh, movie theaters never coming back. And I can see everyone's point, but here's my take. I think that they won't. I mean, no, I think that they will come back. And I'm going to tell you why. They will eventually get some kind of, you know, vaccine or something to curb it, you know, like they, they do with regular flu. Um, but I, there is always going to be a demand, I think, for people to go out and see a movie. Whether it's, whether it's in the theater or it's at a drive-in or wherever. And the talk, and the and the talk of these filmmakers going, oh, the industry is never going to come back. Oh, the industry's dead. Blah blah blah. You know what? Screw you. <laughs> it's coming back, dude. Come on, gotta have some optimism here. That's just my. Yeah, I can see that. I can really see that too. And. uh Yeah, I. Well, I mean, they're they're already talking in Georgia about opening movie theaters on Monday. So, of course, there's going to be you know rules, of course, but.
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It really struck a chord with me. I would just kind of like really piss me, piss me off. Like everyone's talking about, oh, the whole entertainment, you know, movies in general are going to be gone. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. There, there, you can't, you can't do it. There's no, so. Yeah, it really grinds my gears, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been very angry lately, Don. I don't know why, but <laughs> holy crap, dude! Well, they they uh, AMC had there was all those rumors around AMC theaters uh, going bankrupt, and then uh, the owners um, came out and said, "Hey, they're not going bankrupt. You know, we're doing a restructure, and they're going to come back." So I was like, "Cool, see, that's all it takes, you know." And so anyway, I had to get that off my chest there. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, you know, like people's like, oh, I can watch movies at home. Well, you know what? You can only watch movies at home for so long, you know. Uh, I, I think, and I think, right. And I think part of the problem is, is that theaters need to reinvent themselves now. I really do think they need to. And if you look at like a theater chain like uh, Animal, uh, Alamo Draft House where you can, you know, eat food and drink while you're watching the movie. Yeah, and they have, like, specific nights where it's, like, you know, sci-fi night and oh, horror nights and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, that's all, all theater change. You need to go, okay, let's reinvent ourselves. Let's come up with some new stuff, you know. And Yeah, Fathom events and, uh, yeah. No, I haven't. I've heard about it, but, you know. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Did you? <laughs> Nobody gives two fucks for Bella.
the the smell of the popcorn coming in you know it's just the ambience it's yeah seeing a movie with a crowd is something else you know it's like i've seen movies and i I was like i saw it in a movie theater and i was like everyone was into it and everyone's yelling and screaming and then when i saw it at home i'm like you know this movie sucks (laughs) and i'm like why does this movie suck i like really enjoyed it in the movie theater and that was why i was like oh you know everyone was into it and I guess it's kind of like I don't, I've never seen the uh, I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show in the theaters. I haven't I haven't experienced that, but I've seen I've seen the movie I've seen the movie at home, and I'm like, this movie is terrible. Why would anybody want watch this thing? <laughs> exactly, and that's why that's that's exactly it right there. Yeah, right. Mhm. Right. They know everything. Yeah. Right. 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 I think that's I th- well, I, I'm definitely going to go, but I'm just saying that that's the kind of thing that I think movie theaters need to start looking at and go, how do we how do we change things up? How do we make you know the movie going experience even better? Well, it's not stale to me. I love I love movies. I love seeing movies in theaters. I'm just saying, like trying to get people back into the movie theaters, you know, that would probably be something that they may consider, you know. Exactly, and I, I'm like like today I went and I just drove around. I was just like so glad to get out of the freaking house, you know, and I drove around for a little while. Plus, I needed to charge the, the battery in my car because it hasn't been used in a while. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> you got to, yeah, you got to, yeah, because I was re- I'm reading online, I'm like, how do you charge a battery in a car? Well, if you, you got to have it over a certain, um, you know, amount of RPMs or if it doesn't charge. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a drive. And it, yeah, you know, I, was just, I was just jamming out, you know, and, uh, you know, listen to some, some metal stuff and uh, listen to some, some old Static X stuff. And, oh, man, I was, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Turned the windows on. It's great. <laughs> And I'm charging, so I'm, t- you know, killing two birds with one stone, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, that's good. So now I feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh my god. This 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 coffin it's too constricting. 
We were just talking about that off before we got on. We were talking about uh, Ed Wood. If you haven't seen that movie, I think I think that's Tim Burton's best movie. I mean, I like um, uh, Sleepy Hollow a lot, but um, you know, and um, there was a couple other movies that he did, but Ed Wood, man, uh, I think that's just like like you're saying, the perfect movie, great screenplay. Great acting. Wow. Funny. I could totally relate to that film, and I think a lot of independent filmmakers can. Is that A lot of them are in that same situation where they're filming at 3 o'clock in the morning doing some stupid shit. And you're under all this pressure and blah, 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 but you're still loving it. You know, you're still going, we're making art. And that's really the whole thing about that is that Ed Wood, even though, you know, maybe he didn't know a lot about filmmaking, he thought he did. But his love, uh, but, but his love of film really kept him going. And, and somehow he was able to get money to make movies. And the guy... You know, everyone said that his movies are bad, and they are, but <laughs> they are. He 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 kept, and and exactly, and I I just saw this documentary about Bela Lugosi, and they're talking with his son, and and he he said he goes, well, you know, Ed Wood was making these kind of you know exploitation movies, but he kept my father working. And that was what, that's how Bela Lugosi looked at it. He's like, you know, I have to make money. Yeah, he was, you know, he was hooked on um, on morphine because he had a really bad back. And he got hooked onto it and he was a drug addict. And, you know, it was, it's a shame. The guy, such talent, so much talent. And here he is working with Ed Wood, but say what you will about Ed Wood and his filmmaking, but he kept Bella going. You know, and it was because he was a big fan. And yeah, you know, everyone gave up on him except for Ed. And you know, there's a really great message in that film. I I, I just really love it. It's and then the bond and friendship that he had with with Bella. Even though he had all this, you know, stuff going on in his life, his life was pretty much falling apart. He's a drug addict. His wife left him. He's alone. He can't pay his bills. But there's Ed right there, you know, to pick up the phone, to be there, you know, to stop him from committing suicide. It's it just, wow, great movie. Great freaking movie. It's a tour de force performance. Wow. <laughs> deserved it totally deserved it when i first saw when i first saw that film i go dude this guy's gonna win an academy award because he just his performance just blew me away i was like martin landau is just a great actor to begin with but that was his role wow even even Johnny Depp, I mean, he's playing this kind of a weird performance, you know, that he kind of delivered. Yeah, very quirky, 
Um, but it worked so well. I mean, the the scenes where they're ridiculing him because he's wearing, you know, women's clothing on set. And he's like, I've had it. <laughs> and he goes off and he goes off to the bar. And who does he meet? He meet Orson Welles. Wow. Only in Hollywood. Only in Hollywood, man. You go in Florida, you probably wouldn't meet any, probably meet a, you know, wouldn't even meet a stripper, but you know. Not even Mickey Mouse, but he meets Orson Welles. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like, they have the same problems. He's a big time director and they have the same problems. He can't get financing, same problems with his stars. I was like, that's it, man. It doesn't matter what your budgets are. doesn't matter what you're doing in the film industry. It's all the same. I did. And I could, t- I could that's why I said I could relate to every single piece of that film. I've been through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the budget is. It's all the same. You know, filmmaking is filmmaking, no matter what the budget is. And if you're dealing with, you know, actors that command big dollars to somebody that's volunteering, it's all the same. Egos. (laughs) But, yeah. Great, great, great movie. So let's uh, let's just take a little break here, Dan, and uh, we'll be right back with more horror vein with Robert Massetti. <laughs> I love that. God, I love that. I'm gonna laugh at every time. I am. All right, we'll be right back. You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network. Hello, kitties. <laughs> it's your old pal, Freakota Clown. Here to tell all you filmmakers out there that if you have a film that you want to submit to the best horror genre film festival in the world, then submit it now. The Freak Show Horror Film Festival is taking short films, super short films, and feature-length horror films. If you need more information, just go to our website at freakshowfilmfest.com, click on the submit button, and you'll get all the information that you need. That's freakshowhorrorfilmfest.com. And while you're there, tell them freaking a clown sent you. <laughs> All right, and we're back here on Horror Vein. I'm Robert Massetti. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. I really do. I, I, I just... God damn, it's going to get old, isn't it? But... It just it just kind of reminds me of like a whole bunch of different like um, scenarios where people are doing either radio or on, the, on, on a TV show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that's why I laugh. Yes. So, um So yeah, so I'm on uh I'm on Apple TV and they have this section where it says free for everyone. And they had um Epics um 
which was a platform that has a whole bunch of different movies and whatever. So they have like pretty much their whole uh, libraries for free to watch. So on there, they had this film called Overlord. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Heard of it. Interesting film. Uh, set in World War II. Um, it's like during D-Day. And this, this group of like uh, special forces goes behind the lines. they got to take down this uh, radio tower. And while they're behind enemy lines, they discover that the Germans are created this serum that makes these kind of like super soldiers, but it's not, I mean, they have incredible strength, but if you shoot them, they don't die. So it's an interesting film. A lot of people were saying it was a horror film. Um, It does have horror elements to it, but I don't know. I I can't really classify it as a horror film per se, but it's more kind of like a weird war movie it's uh it's produced by jg abrams uh through his company so i was like okay well this is gonna be weird (laughs) i mean it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't great um it's worth taking a look at it's kind of kind of refreshing in parts um but it's kind of gory but uh yeah i was i was like well that's not bad it's pretty cool i liked it so if you get a chance to see that, uh, I would recommend seeing that. Uh, there are no big stars in it. Um, not even the director I never heard of. Uh, the special effects aren't bad. I mean, they, they show them flying in a plane uh, during D-Day. So there's a lot of digital effects in it. Uh, definitely didn't skimp. I mean, they had a you know decent budget. So, But yeah, wasn't bad. And then, and then I uh, I saw this uh, movie called Crawl. I don't know if you've seen that. No, that was the one. Uh, they're um, stuck in a house during a hurricane, and they get attacked by alligators. Crawl. Oh no no. <laughs> No, not that one. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You did see it. Oh, you did see it. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I had I had no idea it was produced by Sam Raimi and a director uh, Alejandro, uh, I forget his name. Ali, I think it's Alejandro's Aja or something like that. He did he did uh, the remake of Piranha, and he did uh, a movie called High Tension. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's another discussion. <laughs> that's a, that's another discussion. Oh my god, that movie. But anyway. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
That I did not see. I've heard about it. Yeah. It, it, fantastic. Okay. Okay. Yes, I do. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it too, but then there were certain things that I couldn't get past. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you can obviously tell that the alligators are CGI and I was like, okay, I can get past that. That's fine. That's cool. Um, and the action scenes, you know, the action scenes are really well done. I mean, there's some really good tension and a lot of buildup. The one thing that just bothered the hell out of me was a helicopter flying in a in a Category Five uh, hurricane. Totally impossible. Totally impossible. And it really took me out of the film. I was like, "Come on! Couldn't you just like have a period where the it slowed down a little bit, and then the helicopter came?" Dude, I've been I've been in an actual category three hurricane and there's no way a helicopter's flying. Nothing's flying in that shit. There is nothing. At a hundred and it was hundred and ten mile an hour winds and it was shaking a building. That's a total like eighteen story building. So there's nothing flying. <laughs> but 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 Besides that, I thought that was actually a really good movie. I, I was very surprised. Um, it was something different. And I like those type of movies. It was kind of like, you know, it's not really a monster, but it's kind of like a monster movie, you know, because alligators are real and they do attack like that. And so they had, and, you know, there was this one sequence in there where the alligator's rolling her around and she's trying to grab the one, I think it was a, flare or something i was like okay I, that's believable i like that that's that's cool you know yeah well yeah <laughs> well i don't know if that would hold up with that big of an alligator you know i think that thing would just take that thing down but you know again suspension of disbelief <laughs> Overall, I I really like the film. But you know, the 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 thing that really got me was that that really wasn't the story. The story was about the girl and trying to get the relationship back with her father who was going through a divorce. That was the really good aspect of the film. And then he, it wasn't just a, yeah, it was, a, there was a lot more to the film than just, oh, these alligators are killing people. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. And the whole, and the whole thing of, um, you know, they're stuck in the house trying to call for help. And then when help does arrive, they get eaten. <laughs> and on top and on top of that 
Yeah, and on top of that, the water's rushing in, the wind's blowing. I mean, it's got some a lot, lot of elements going on. So, um, you know, not my not the the greatest film I thought, but I thought it was a really good movie. We're seeing. So that. So now I got to see Hellfest. <laughs> Fantastic. See, I like, I like, I like that. You know, you go into a movie, you're like, eh, I'll check it out, and then you're like, wow, holy shit, that was good. How come I didn't see that? And that's what I thought about Crawl. I was, uh, I, Crawl. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying that right now. It's like that fucking Chicago accent still coming out. I got that the other day. They're like, where, the f- where, are, where are you from? I'm like, Chicago? Oh, I could tell. Fuck you. <laughs> I still get that. Yeah. I still get it. I still get it. You're from Chicago, aren't you? The Cubs. You gotta love the Cubs. Love those guys. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Sizzle chest. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Okay. <laughs> yes. I gotta see Hellfest. Okay. I don't know if it's is it. I I don't want to buy the film. Is it any? Where's it at? Where's it at? Is it on any? Is it on like Netflix or? I'll check around. Because I, I haven't seen it on, on any platforms because I probably would have tried to check it out because I had seen it that it was available. But uh, yeah. Uh, Ma. Is that the, is that the one where um is that is that the by that one director that did us and uh yeah i i i didn't see the i didn't see the film but oh who's who's in who's in that film is that um she was um she was in the x men films right Is it if it's or the the girl that was um, she was in um, the Hunger Games? Is that the same girl I'm thinking of, or am I thinking of a different movie? I think it's something else. Ma, isn't that the one? I don't know. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I heard about that. I'll check that out. Get out and watch those fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, so, and then uh, there was this other movie. Um, I don't know if you're into any kind of uh, Italian horror. Um, Dario, Dario Argento. Um, he did Suspiria and all that other stuff. 
But they had this movie, it was called Opera. And it's called Opera. And um, I heard a lot about the film. And they had it on there. And I'm like, well, let me check it out. Because I'd recently just watched Deep Red. And that's supposed to be considered his his best film. And I watched it again. And I just, I don't know, maybe I wasn't in the mood. And it just didn't strike me again. I remember it being really well, really, really good. But um, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't know, this movie, whatever. But I, 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 so I sit down. I'm like, let me check out opera. Everyone's been talking about it. And it's not really a, like, balls out Italian horror film. I mean, the it's very gory, of course. You know, when somebody gets killed, they get killed. But it was actually a really interesting film. Um, and it it was very well put together. And let me tell you something. Dario Argento, I mean, after seeing Suspiria, you can tell that this is a guy that when he makes a movie, he makes it his own way, you know, with the lighting and the camera movement. And that's what he did with in opera. And I was like, wow, this guy is really an auteur, man. He didn't care. I mean, he's moving his camera around. It was tour de force, man. No one's making horror films like this anymore. No, it's been out for a while. It's been out. Uh, it was towards, you know, it's like more of his later films. But it's, I think it was made, I want to say, late 80s. I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look it up. But um, let me look it up here. Or maybe not. I liked it. I thought it was really good. And, um, and it's, and it's, like I said, it's not really your typical horror film. It's not, I wouldn't even consider it a horror film. It was more of a thriller because you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Not like Suspiria at all. It was, you know, this, uh, you know, opera singer in an opera and people are getting knocked off for whatever reason. And then you find out at the end what was going on. And, um, but when people get killed, they're getting, you know, he is kind of unique because he, he takes the, the, the one girl and he find out why towards the end, but he takes her and he ties her up. And then he takes these uh, pieces of tape and puts needles on the tape and it puts them underneath her eye. So you, so she can't close her eyelids. So she has to watch. So she's tied up, can't do anything. And then she sees her friends getting brutally murdered. And then he unties her and then he leaves. So she's getting blamed for the murders. Because she's, she's at every murder. And I was like, wow, this is screwed up, but kind of ingenious and interesting. Well, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a big Dario Argento fan. He's influ- he influ- influenced me, especially Suspiria. I mean, that movie. I mean, that, it, the, just the shots and the camera movement and the lighting. Um, the music, <laughs> Goblin soundtrack, holy cow. That's really the film that got me into Italian horror. I started watching Fulci movies, but I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, didn't really get into too gory. Um, not to say that they're bad films. I just, I'm not a big gore freak. And it just seemed like a lot of his movies were gore for the sake of gore 
where Argento is like, well, if somebody gets killed, it's going to be gory because they're getting killed. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. But like the beyond with Fulci and it's, you know, the zombies ripping people's faces off is, you know, it's actually not, I think that's his best film that I've seen. Uh, Very gory though. Uh, Like, and then, you know, like the movie zombie, that film, there's a scene in that movie where I'm like, how the hell did they shoot this this scene? I have no idea. Because they got this zombie walking underneath the water, and he gets attacked by a shark. And it's a real shark. So there's, obviously this is an actor, and he's getting attacked by a shark underneath the water. And I'm like, how did they do this scene? I don't know. If, if anything... If you get a chance to watch the film, watch that scene. I think it's right at the beginning. And it's like, it's disturbing because you know, you're like, well, okay, he's a zombie, so he's not being effective, but that's an actor being attacked by a shark. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, that's Europe. They can get away with stuff. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the insurance on that movie? So that's my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh man! So, so any anything uh, anything else uh, you wanted to cover, or are you are you good? Hellfest. Okay, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try. Did you Wasn't it more of a independent or um did you rent it or did you see it in theaters or Oh, you saw it in the theaters. Okay. Huh. Oh, now you got me intrigued. Interesting. Still making, still making good movies, yeah. <laughs> A lot of crap. You know, I hate it when they get, they get the crap out there. Especially when you're shelling out like thirteen dollars at a at a Cineplex, you know. It better be damn good, man. (laughs) 
You know, I've been I I haven't I haven't seen the film. I haven't. I haven't seen the film, and, and then I'm reading all this stuff about, oh, it's the best movie I've ever seen. It's been the best movie. that. And then there's other people going, what are you guys talking about? You're way off. What? That, just, you could say that about, I don't know if you've seen It Follows. You did. I did not care for that film at all. Oh my god, it just I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I'm like I'm like, what what the 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 scene where the guy's on the roof and I think he's he, he's he's there's a guy in the roof, he's naked and he's like going I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? I didn't think it was scary. I didn't I, I thought the premise was terrible. If you liked it, that, that you know, that's, you know, more power to you. But good Lord, I thought it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it just, yeah, I, it just... Because it was the it was the same thing. I had all this. I get maybe it was the hype, you know. Because I, I hate that when people, I get all the the hype like, oh my god, it's an incredible movie. Go see it. So then you're expecting all this stuff, and then when you see it, you're like, all right, I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Don't get me started on Blair Witch, please. Dude, God. The worst fucking movie ever made. Now, now, now let me say something. The, it was the, the, it wasn't the hype, it was the advertising. They did a great job of advertising it. Now, oh my God, that was, but the, the main thing was, is that I'd watched the sci-fi special that, was about the Blair Witch just before the movie came out and that special was scarier than the whole entire film and when I went and seen the film I saw it in a theater packed it was packed the rowdiest crowd in the world I'm like oh this is gonna suck movie starts couldn't you could hear a pin drop I mean it was dead silence nothing fucking happens in the movie you could have, you could have had a bird fly into the camera and was scared the crap out of everyone. Everyone was on the edge of their seat, and I'm like, nothing's going on. Somebody coming out of their tent with a bag, and there's a whole bunch of rocks in front of their tent is not fucking scary. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Watching this girl with snot coming out of her nose and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? And and then they get to the house, and you're like, okay, here we go, here we go, and this looks kind of scary, and then the movie ends. The guy's standing in front of, in a corner, and then the camera falls over, and you're like, "Okay, what? Did I? I was like, did I miss something? Did I? Did I fall asleep?" <laughs> Everybody goes, "Well, you're using your imagination." Okay, I used my imagination, and it still sucked. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck? Did, did they see another movie? Did I? Did, 
I saw it opening night too. I was at a it was a packed movie theater. I'm like. Exactly. Yeah. That was just great advertising. It really was. And then I, and then I saw Blair Witch 2, which is nothing has nothing even to do with I mean it's kind of the same movie but it's a straightforward narrative. Not kind of like See what Blair Witch is that if you knew that this was staged, it blows the whole movie for you. The people that enjoyed the film thought it was real. Okay, I can get that. But when you see credits roll and you see these actors on the cover of Time Magazine, on every talk show there is, you got to go, okay, well, I guess it was staged. So it's like it, the movie's already killed itself because once that novelty has worn off there's no point in watching the film and then here you go nothing against the filmmakers and I think they missed a great opportunity because these guys were on the cover of Time magazine and they haven't they've made movies since but they their whole career just tumbled from there what you were on top of the world and all they had to do was make another horror film, and they didn't want to do that. They didn't want they used the horror film as a vehicle to make movies, but they weren't horror filmmakers. And they went and did other things. Now they're doing more horror films, but there nobody cares anymore. But wow, <laughs> yeah, I wanted my money back, dude. I want my money back. Get my goddamn money back. <laughs> Did you? Were you you went you went to the manager and said, Give me my money back? <laughs> where's where's the manager? Give me the manager. Don Don was Don was mad. He's like He's like, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate that. Never game. <laughs> fuck you. Pay, fuck you. Pay me. Flair Witch, holy crap. There's a whole podcast on that one, too. <laughs> You're talking my ear off here. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, did you? Oh, my God. The Folk Brothers about Blair Witch. <laughs> you fucking rip me off, motherfucker. <laughs> Since then, that we can really talk about. 
Like Hellfest. Okay, we'll do that. I know. That was good. Good lead back. I like that. That was awesome. Uh, so I think that's all the time we got for this week, folks. <laughs> Till next week. Well, uh, well, eventually I probably will, but, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, son of a bitch. You hyped it too much, motherfucker. Oh, God. So excited. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next week, we're back here with another exciting horror vein. Check us out at uh, horrorvein.com for uh, all kinds of cool stuff on there. We're on Facebook at uh, Horrorvein. We're at Twitter at Horrorvein. I'm Rob Massetti. And, uh, you know, as George Romero would say, stay scared, folks. You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network.